Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome after buzzers. You are watching the after show for the Queen Sugar season finale. I am, where tonight we talk secrets revealed, Charlie wins, and the family heals. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome back, guys. We are back for our season finale. I'm your host, Mr. Shaka Smith, but we got my wonderful co-host, Miss Dontara Terrell. Hey. This is her first show, but we hope to see her back on After Buzz every week. I, I love having you here. Yes. It's been awesome. Thank awesome. you. <laughs> Glad to share your first time. Yes. <laughs> and of course, we got Miss Thelma Embezaway Daniel, who you can hopefully see on... Okay. On HBO Succession, the after show on Sundays. I'm praying we can get you to join us. Can we do it? We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Trying to recruit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I miss you guys already. I can't believe we've been at this for 13 weeks and it's all it's it's over. I know. Jeez. Well, at least we got this. Um, we got this segment. So um, today we have our news, our predictions, and our big easy scene where we give you a little slice of Nola life. Um, but let's get into our overall thoughts. Uh, what are your overall thoughts, Dontaire? A lot of plot twists. Um, I felt like we um, came to a sense of understanding mm-hmm. and closure also in yeah. everyone's relationships for the most part. Yeah. So, I don't, it was... It was weird. Like, yeah, kinda, we weren't left with like a big cliffhanger or big, right. like, oh my God, this has to be resolved. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I loved how it all ended with them in all white visiting, you know, mm-hmm. her mom's gravesite. I felt like, like I said, it was like full circle. It was closure. Again, yeah. yeah. And also, kind of, I felt like maybe Nova was right in terms of with the book launch, she was trying to bring everybody together. Both, I don't know, but that was my initial thoughts. Yeah, I mean, no, no, will always have a point. It's always how she did it, you know. Yes. But also with that, I think for me, similar to you, but it was like all divine intervention from just kind of like Raw was not having it. Like if it wasn't like Mom left, this is her dying wish. It's like no, actually no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna. Re- rekindle this relationship so I was really happy to see that happen but also in terms of how the family had those those chips to play that was also really interesting to see so yeah I, I just love the spirit drama. of healing like I felt as a viewer I was healed a little bit because I, I there were certain things I didn't know if I would be able to go down that road with Nova but they were they were able to get me there so I right. felt healed by the episode I was about to say, just like you, you know, it's, it takes a lot to hold a grudge. And I felt like my energy was just getting drained every week with trying to hold <laughs> yeah. on to grudge and over. So I'm like, and she was working. She was yeah, doing the so work, So the weight right? was lifted off of my shoulder. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, this episode, we got a lot of, like, secrets revealed. And they almost did them without really, like, hitting, them, hitting us over the head with them. Just like, oh, on the sly, by the way. Um, so the big, the first big secret was why did Sam and Vi have this special relationship? And it looks like she... She helped him. Well, I guess I guess she's been fooled a little bit, but it looks like she helped her friend um, get out of town and you know cover for Sam that they weren't having a relationship. But I guess it was interracial. Yeah, that definitely yeah. seems to be what they alluded to. But it seems that she doesn't know that he has been back in touch with that daughter, and that daughter is Parker. Yeah, and he also went as far as to play it off when she brought it yeah, up. Yeah, like it was just like I should have, I couldn't have stayed in touch with you guys because Trudy would have used it. 
Right. To so, destroy me. Yeah. So is he using Aunt Vi? Because I feel like he played Aunt Vi. Like, well, using her in so far as not letting her know that he'd been in contact because she might somehow tip off. I, I so, don't even but know. But what's the I, game plan? The, I think the game plan is that he's in a space where he needs his sister gone. Yeah. But he also thinks for optics, like, he can't be the one to do it, which is why he also said, you know, I'm glad it was you doing it because now I gave you mm-hmm. the ammunition to go ahead and do a to do a takeover that you thought was against me or whatever, but it's, this is what I this is like the master plan all along. And with Parker, he gets to have clean hands because no one's going to trace Parker back to him, so they're not going to be thinking the Beckington Group is doing something in service of Sam Landry. See, snakes. I don't like this yeah. because <laughs> my girl on vibe, you know. <laughs> and it, now he playing my girl on vibe. Yeah, and it was kind of revealed all low key, like it was real, like. But this is a huge sort of like plot yeah. that's been going on yes. all along. Yeah, right. So and Francis has finally taken out too you know what can we talk about friends oh yeah, yeah. I, I even though it was part of Landry's plan now we know I'm still happy that she got her so comeuppance happy. right so happy I know I am too I just feel my skin hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Was boiling when uh, the cops came to get her. Yeah, of course. I feel like privilege. Just oh, yeah. All the way around. It's like, if you know what's best for you, don't put those handcuffs on me. Ma'am, you're a felon now. Yeah. Please get, like... and, and you saw that knowing look on Charlie, because Charlie looked and she almost couldn't believe, but then she probably was reminded of this is the way the world right. works. But when she's got Micah there and he's getting treated like this, and then she can just demand, even with the proof of. You right. Know, what's I want to speak on. to your superior. Yeah. Ma'am, we got all the proof. We need. You don't need to speak <laughs> yeah. to anybody. I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, and it, it certainly was. The difference between the way we're all treated definitely. was definitely highlighted. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and so um, we had some more secrets revealed, and we find out about Trudy's resting place, which actually sort of led to a lot of the healing um, behind this episode. And so that was an interesting secret that was revealed, I guess, by they kind of figured that out. What do you think about how they figured out this resting place and that, this whole idea that it was between her and Ernest? Well, I know that, you know, her aunt did tell her about it. So ever since then, it was, like, one of those things that she probably wanted to share with the only person she can share it with, which is Ralph Angel. So I think that that was great. But I do feel like sometimes whenever for us to get closure, we tend to want to, you know, make sure that we have a definition to things that are going on. So I feel like whatever works for them, whatever brings them to where their mom, if it's their favorite flowers, if it's their favorite color, if it's their favorite place on the farm, whatever kind of brings them that closure works for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that because I know how it is losing a parent because I lost my mom. And I felt my mom always had a green thumb and she loved flowers. So part of me feeling that closeness to her I always, like, every week it's a line item in my budget. I have yeah. to get my mom's flowers in my house, you know, just yeah. to sort of remind me of it. And in front of her is a picture. And now I'm trying to get a green thumb, too. So now I have, like, these plants all over my house and flowers and just to remind me of my mother and be that, yeah. you know, yeah. establish that closeness. I thought it was interesting because she actually told them she was cremated so they wouldn't be tied to the land. So they would be able to move on if they wanted to. But it also was coupled with her diary. So I feel yeah. like a journal. So I feel like that's really going to, that's really what's going to unravel 
um, so much like next season because well I'll save that for predictions but yeah. we just talked about how calm things are and I feel like of course we need to be at peace before we see things really erupt especially on the other side yeah, yeah. and um, hopefully there's some stuff erupting in our chat and we want you guys to be uh, commenting <laughs> and interacting with absolutely. us absolutely after buzzers you know we're so happy to have you guys because you help us be the ESPN of TV sports of TV news actually so we really hope that you guys can help us by subscribing to our YouTube channel through dramas, realities, sci-fi, and more. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also comment, reach out to us, and we'll be happy to reach back out to you and say thank you for watching and staying tuned. Yes, yes. absolutely. We definitely appreciate time, the interaction. We'll see you guys in the chat. Uh, shout out from the fans right here. We have Jamie Dupree, Ruru91, Doran Provost. Uh, Ace Ho Fetish, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Taylor, <laughs> April, uh, Ken from Chicago, and that's about it. Thank you guys for joining Thank us. Thank you guys yes, for joining us. See, the chat is lit. We love it. I was about to say, keep it popping. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, and then we got to talk about Charlie's big win, which I almost wasn't sure how it was going to go. You know, we had that 3%. Uh, what did you guys think about Charlie pulling off the win and what it now looks like it's going to mean for her being a cog in this machine? Oh, you want to go first? I mean, I, sure. I just feel like this is just one of those things where it's like behind the mountain, there's a mountain. Yeah. So it's just like it just continues to go on. So there will always be something else, another level, another thing that you're battling. But I feel like right now I'm really glad that the writers didn't make it this thing where she lost and then won later because – you know, sometimes a valiant effort is enough in terms of having the people behind you and making it happen the first time. So yeah, and I, and I love that she was ready for that eventuality if need be and that she gave that story about not giving up and, yeah. like, digging yeah. in. I actually thought that was going to be a plot twist, that she was going, um, that she wasn't going to win, mm-hmm. but then something, you know, fishy, something, you know, going on in politics yeah. and it was going to come back that she actually won. Yeah. That's where I thought it was going. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> it took me by surprise and it was like, because, look, two seconds ago, she was down, and then two seconds later, it was like, she won. I was like, now, was that an hour that passed, or two yeah. hours? Like, it was just very sudden to me. But yeah. I'm definitely glad she won. Um, I feel like Parker, she might have met her match. Um, <laughs> I mean, Parker's... <laughs> and can we please par- uh, shout out Parker, who went to Spelman College, and Absolutely. then went to Wharton, and then... Oh, and right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, let me, yeah, yeah. Actually, I did want to touch back on that from last, last uh, episode, because for sure, I think that, like, right now, we do have a new breed of people who are really coming in and making HBCUs and taking those names, like, to places... Higher and higher. Yeah. I feel like it's always been that way, though. It has been, but I feel like even now, like, it's something that people are more committed to. And, and I feel like with social generation. media, like, yeah. And, I mean, and brief aside, did you guys see that? I think it was Laura Ingram had had on one of the, a football player, and she asked him about, I, I guess there was some writing about, some guy says, you guys should maybe go to the HBCUs. Mm. Yeah, take take your talents there. Telling all the players to do that because you're bringing oh, so Jamel much Hill. money to these different different yeah, yeah. universities. The Atlantic yeah, Jamel, article. Yeah. The Atlantic and he, article. Yeah. And then yes. he actually agreed with Jamil and Laura Ingram was completely caught off guard by that. <laughs> but I think there is that sort of that push now that's saying, look, HBCUs are valid institutions of education Absolutely. and higher learning and excellence and we maybe need to be investing back in our communities in that way as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it's always been this big push. I, I'm, oh, I no, guess... lately it's been, it's feeling like it's been more mainstream. Okay, okay. You know, <laughs> it, it, it might be a I different just... aspect because I feel like, yeah. like I said, I grew up in that environment yeah. where we were always surrounded by that. Yeah. So maybe... It might be, to your yeah. point, it might be a little bit more mainstream. I think I was just always sort of accustomed to it. So yeah, and I, and that's I think why it's just been a, a great push in our household. Yeah, and I think we're seeing those issues like kind of pop up on the show. Right, yeah. right. Oh, and I want to make a correction for last week because I was so caught up in the moment. 
PWI is predominantly white institution, not private white oh, institution. Okay. So I just wanted to make that clarification. But I, was I, I never even heard that terminology. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, while we're making, you know, clarifications, it's the ESPN of TV talk. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I would need to, this is go ahead and stand up. Let's go ahead and do that right now. <laughs> but um, with Parker, um, I'm excited to see how this unfolds. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yes, with this competition. And, and I think part of Charlie winning, Charlie actually, for me, won before the race, before the race was called when she gave that speech coming out of the precinct. Yeah. You know, Dawn Line Gardner always, they, they give her these moments and she always steps up and goes above and beyond. What did you guys think about her delivery there? Uh, when Charlie, she came out of the precinct, yeah. Ooh. She yeah. said that was so much much conviction and yeah. just authority and she she held that down. Yeah. I was like like her public speaking is on mm-hmm. a whole nother level. And yeah, look, I'm like, Charlie, please. <laughs> yeah. When when she said when she said when you come after my family, you can't you don't miss, you can't miss and, and you missed. missed. And did you see how I'm Bob was like looking at her from the side? Like, yeah, Bob was like, looking like that's my bloodline. They blood literally were all standing <laughs> there. The like steps. it was just like wonderful, like a formation yes. video. Yeah. 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 Like, this is absolutely fabulous. That I love scene it. was beautiful. I, I loved it. <laughs> you know, I will admit when um Charlie met with Francis. Number one, when Francis was like, I did you the order of ordering you some tea, and Charlie drank it, I was like, man, yeah, you yeah, shouldn't have drunk that tea. I did but... notice that. I was like, you drank <laughs> like that, that tea? <laughs> right. But then also, when Charlie started talking about all the evidence that she had against her, yeah. I was about to get mad, because I feel like a lot of times, Charlie prematurely shows her hand. I hate that she yeah. always just, just goes for it. I'm like, play it out you know yeah, just, yeah. yeah but then when the police came out I was like oh okay, okay, yeah. okay now because you know, Francis really planned. played off like for a moment and I was like did she actually send the emails because I'm actually getting I'm actually believing her at this right, point right yeah. right right she but like, she's always like that yeah. very calm and cl- what do you mean yeah. I, I, I don't know what you speak of yeah <laughs> yeah she definitely tried to play it off but I feel like Charlie just came in first of all that outfit wow <laughs> that's who wow. I was like wow she came in ready to win so I feel like in in every aspect, it was something that we've all been waiting for, yeah. especially ever since she called her mulatto. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Mm-mm. So, and we got to talk about um, the family healing. We had different elements of family healing, but let's let's go ahead and start off with Ra and Darla and Blue as a, as a unit. Um, it, it was nice to see Blue get that closure um, from the father, um, not from from the grandfather. Mm-hmm. What, what did you guys think about that moment and how Blue was able to receive this? Last gift. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. First of all, I thought it was great. I thought it was fabulous. I just, you know, it just took us off. It took me off guard. You know, because I don't know. And I think that also has something to do with how, in society, we relate gifts to maybe like some kind of like monetized worth. You know. Yeah. Material. Yeah. Like it will like be. A beach ball. You know what I mean? But it's like, to be honest, that's actually really relevant for where he's at in life and yeah. probably the sh- experiences that they share together. So it was definitely <laughs> a learning moment. If y'all would have seen these two faces, when you opened uh, open that gift? Uh, I mean, were we the only ones in the chat? Was, were we the only ones taken aback by the beach ball by as a gift? Ball. I thought and it would be. He, he told you a beach ball, and then immediately Ron starts explaining, because you like the beach. <laughs> because- no, I will admit, at first I was like, I just thought it was so much more because they've been building up this anticipation. Yeah. Remember when he found the boss? I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? What is this? Yeah. And then it was the beach ball. So at first I was taken aback. But then I was like, you know what? It don't even matter what it is. It was just like a last parting gift yeah. from his grandfather who yeah. he adored, who he admired. So I mean, the box looks 
looks like it was worth more than the beach ball. Okay, but, let it go, Shaka. <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> no, no, no. But there Yo, was. You see, you see what. But <laughs> no, at, at the by the end of it though, I, there was that moment where he said, "Pop's breath is in here," and that oh. to me was like very powerful. And so I, I, I almost wish I would have seen it from that angle a little bit earlier. Um, but that to me was really powerful. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. has any, has either one of you lost like a close person to you, like a parent or anybody? Like mm, no, like a, a grand- your grandmother. Were you like close, like blue and? Not no, not as close as that. Okay, because I'm gonna say that's what made me like sort of change my mindset when I saw the beach ball. Yeah. Because like when he said, you know, pops breath is in it. Yeah, that. And then true. like that's I have um, yeah. my mom because I love to write. She had bought me a journal before um, she passed, and it was like a gift to me. And um, so I was reading the journal. She like wrote a little message inside of it at the beginning uh, page when she first passed away. Yeah. But literally during my grieving process. I would not let that journal out of my sight because I was like, my mom touched this journal. Her hands were on this journal. This is so, I felt yeah. like that's why I was like. That connection. Connection. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay. Yeah, I, that's going to be, it. it might be his new Kenya, that beach ball. Yeah, so. so. And then we that, that kind of sparked, or I guess Darla wanted to continue that conversation. And, you know, of course, I've been on a roller coaster with this relationship, but I... I liked the connection I saw in this episode. Uh, what did you guys feel about the connection, the trueness of the connection, and the lastingness of the connection? I think that Ra is so used to playing a role of somebody who is saving Darla from everyone, including herself. And I think that Darla is trying to go out of her way to prove that she's standing on her own two feet this time. Yeah. So I think even when we had that moment of him saying, like, all the things that he said and just topping it off with, you know, I don't hold any of it against you or something along that, those lines. And she's like, absolutely not, you know? Mm-hmm. I need to take responsibility for my actions. So I think that was really a powerful moment because a lot of times in the chat, we're all talking about how all we know about them is that they're toxic. So to yeah. see them turn a new leaf, I think is very possible and also gives hope. This was their most adult moment. It was almost like, because we talked about Ra and Disha and the way they handled that. And this was like almost... Disha was inhabiting Darla. Like, they had this really responsible, emotional, adult-like talk. Agreed. And also, I feel like the, the growth in terms of just Darla and herself and the emotional depth that she's displaying in terms of taking accountability for her actions. Like, when she yeah. said that, I'm like, okay, Darla, yeah. look, hit, yeah. tilt, tilt to the side. But listen, he said, I love you, Darla. Darla, all of you. I love you. Flaws and all. Yeah. I'm like, man, somebody tell me that. And <laughs> is, is he in therapy? Because he has, like, the right reactions to her saying, I don't want to be... Yeah, and it's like, it, those lines, you know. I, when she says, I don't want you to look at me, I want you to look at me the way you used to, because I can't. And she's thinking, oh, man. She's like, no, because you're braver and stronger, more beautiful. Yeah. I, I'm well, like, can someone write me these lines to say that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, look, that yeah, I mean, I love it. I yeah. love love. I think yeah. it was a beautiful moment. Um, between them. I'm actually um, a little eager to see where this goes. I just hope where it goes and where it leads, it's in the right direction. And if they do decide to, like, get together and stay, like, if they do decide to get together, that they stay together. But it's still on a healthy note. It's still on this, you know, being transparent with each other and being open and honest, you know, in terms of the communication. Yeah. And Um, and doing what's in the best interest of Blue at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, And another healing we kind of touched on is Ra and Nova. But before we got to the healing part, there were some real emotional moments from Ra in relationship to Nova that we haven't really seen before. Um, Especially in the precinct. Can we talk Nobody about him? First off, yeah. this is the loudest that he, he has spoken all four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> when the guy says, sir, language, sir, racism, yeah. and, and then nobody says something. Nobody <laughs> talking to you. I was like, ooh. 
This is the loudest we've heard him. I wonder he if they're sending him off. And nobody's talking to you. No oh, yeah. I was <laughs> like, whoa, this is a different Even though I was like, I'm. I, yeah, right, cool. that was like that twelve-year-old Ralph Angel that like probably told her off in some fight, you know. But I felt like Amba was about to give it to him in that precinct. She like one more outburst, <laughs> one more outburst. <laughs> and, but it shows you how you know, even though he's got that past, that we're put in these situations that that almost call for us to give a, give that reaction. Yeah, yeah, it's like a trigger. Yeah, it's definitely a trigger to see him in that space and in that atmosphere, and then for them to have done this to every single person now to Charlie, yeah. it's like absolutely not. But I think I loved seeing Charlie come out so calm. Yeah. It's almost like, okay, girl, like, but she's like, nope. At the end of the day, it didn't even, my lawyer didn't even fly in in order to, like, <laughs> like just shake. We had him on Skype. He literally, like, didn't even, he texted. Text. Yeah. <laughs> we just texted, and I was so talking. It good. So. Um, and a little bit more family healing. I guess they're trying to bring Calvin, or Nova's trying to bring Calvin into, into the family. But I, I like the moments they had together. But of course, I felt the same awkwardness when you know she tried to introduce him to the family, and certainly Ralph Angel shot him that look. Um, what do you think about Calvin's attempt to assimilate? Well, first off, let me just say shout out to Calvin because I think he's eye candy for the screen. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love how he approached Micah, um, and he took that initiative yeah. to approach him. And even when he told him, "You're stronger than I ever was at your age." Like, just to give him that. Look, is yeah. everybody in therapy? Because yeah. everybody's knowing the right things to say to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and even Micah, just the way he had... Because you could tell Micah was not about him at all. And no. then for a moment, he looks over at Nova and is like, okay, I'm going to do this for you. You know? Yeah. And so just that maturity. Like, everyone seems in this episode to be getting it right. Yeah. Right. Because also, I feel like everyone understood that it was Charlie's day. night. Yeah. yeah, it was her day. It was yeah. her night. Yeah. I think there are... Um, a couple key relationships that are on this season of Queen Sugar that I'm so excited to see the writers and the team explore because they're so indicative of what's going on, you know, and how to navigate such complicated relationships in the real world. Like, one of those is definitely Nova and... um, Calvin. And Calvin. Mm-hmm. Because that's such a, like, you know, everyone talks about those kinds of relationships, whether indoors or outdoors, and everyone has, like, what they feel like could be right. How are you really open? Is it really somebody seeing all aspects of who you are, including, like, all of your culture? So yeah. I feel like it's really important to see this play out. So I'm really excited. Yeah, and we and we haven't seen Nova take too much flack about maybe the hypocrisy of being so about building the black family, the black community, but yeah. dating this guy. So we, we haven't seen her address any of that sort of criticism so I wonder if that'll happen in the future but hmm, that's, that's a good it's not just an interracial relationship it's also that they're kind of like diametrically opposed yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm like hmm but but I love the scene and the emotion between them that this whole this thing where the home is where you are and they, they're seemingly getting it right yeah, and I think she's been really intentional about, like, not romanticizing any aspect of who he is, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to his kids and when they were picking out the house and just kind of, like, knowing about the space and what they're looking for. So I was like, okay, yeah. Nova's ready to be a family lady. Yeah, and, and one thing they've done this season I think is interwoven everyone's story. I, I loved how Charlie had that that moment, I think, with Joaquin when they were talking about how Francis Bujo set this all up, but Joaquin is now working at the diner and she's trying to help him with asylum. So I love that they're showing that... Even though we're in these communities and sometimes we face off with one another, that we're trying to work towards like a, a common goal and a common good, and we can still see one another. I yeah, think I think that's fair, and I also think that it puts this like real lens on what he did because at the end of the day, 
what she's doing now, if he would have had that protection, he might not have been in a position where that could have been leveraged against him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just a real great moment of empathy. I, I love the fact that they're giving him a second chance yeah. because the real world would never. Because, because <laughs> they don't give second chances uh, out here. And so. I, I, I feel like we feel that a lot of minorities mm-hmm. were sort of like, you know, you do something wrong whether or not you do it wrong validly or not but then they want to take away your life for one mistake you know even just the way they charge people as adults but you know typically if they're white they're not charged as adults or charged as minors but if they're black and 14, 13 oh charge them as an adult absolutely yeah so I think we're seeing these issues play out but watching the empathy in our communities for other people in those situations that's true that's that's definitely a good point yeah Yeah. so I I just love that they're showing how this whole melting pot of St. Joe's interacting with one another. But can I ask a question? Because yeah. you actually brought up a good point. Do you think that you could be like pro-black and for your community, but still date outside of your race? But that's uh-huh. a hundred. Me personally, hundred percent. But I think that's something you're going to question and face for yourself. Um, and I, I don't know if we've seen Nova answer that for herself. Um, but you know, I, it'd be interesting to see if she goes under, like undertakes that. Oh, yeah, and I agree completely. That's exactly what I was alluding to in terms of just like the dy- mostly like the primary dynamics of the relationship. It's just mm. being so politically opposed as well. Yeah. So, gotcha. but I feel like they've done so much, so maybe they don't even need to go over that. But yeah, I feel like they, they, those two have been it through a lot. Is gonna be, I think everybody's trying to find their stability first before yeah. like the real because this is us fighting within ourselves and yeah. trying to find the foundation <clears throat> because very soon we'll be attacked from from outside, right? Yeah. Once you mm-hmm. take the relationship public or once the Charlie goes into office, now she is. So yeah. things are only going to get bigger. Yeah. And so we got some news, predictions, and our Big Easy scene, but let's get into our news and gossip. TV news. Y'all ready for this? I don't know if it's necessarily gossip, but it's uh, news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Queen Sugar made TV Guide's uh, 100 Best Shows list for this year. Nice. But they entered at 76. I feel like we need to... We gotta, yeah. How do we get it up higher? Yes. <laughs> because I definitely feel like it should be a yeah. lot higher. But um, kudos to them for, for including them on yeah. that list. Um, it was some uh, great shows on it. So um, a lot of the cast members were super excited, and they tweeted it out that nice. they were excited, that their work is like being noticed and everything. Um, also, our girl Aunt Vi, or Tiffany Lifford, um, she has a book coming out. Tina Lifford. Ooh. Tina Lifford. Sorry, what did I call her? <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Tina Lifford. Um, the Little Book of Big Lies, A Journey into Inner Fitness. Uh, it'll be released on November 19th. Oh, we'll take it. <laughs> right. Uh, it is a transformative guide to self-care. And she is currently the founder of the Personal Development Network, the Inner Fitness Project. Where she pro- and So the book will provide her own insights to help you begin building inner health and well-being so you can thrive and change the way you think and live. So oh, pre-order so, that book. So you get a little Aunt Vi wisdom through Tina yes. Lifford, too. Yes. <laughs> nice. And I think I need that in my life. So I think I'm yeah, going to pre-order right? it. <laughs> Inner fitness. I really like that one. Yeah, that. definitely. Uh-huh. Um, and then, last but not least, um, Blue is growing up on us. Yeah, Yes. Yeah, so shout out to all the Virgos. This is Virgo, Vir- Virgo season. <laughs> Can't pronounce it. Um, Ethan Hutchison, his actual name, he just recently celebrated a birthday a few days ago. How old? Uh, nine. Wow. Yeah. wow. Up so fast. I know, such a big, and let me his life is lit in his nine years than my 34 years. So, I mean. <laughs> you're, like, hey, right. you're killing it, kid. You're doing good. Yeah, so he celebrated. He had a birthday party at the Arcade Room out okay. here in LA. So, nice. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. To all the girls. <laughs> That's really nice. And, of course, we have our big, easy scene where we give you guys a little slice of NOLA life. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Turn it up. I forgot the handkerchief. Oh, oh, and the umbrella 
for the finale. Oh, sorry, guys. Do better. Do right, better. do better. So, actually, um, this article was taken from the New York Times and it's written by Debbie Wigerton. And the article is based on the sugar mill and the sugarcane industry in Louisiana. Oh. So, we're going to learn a little, little history about it. So, the United States makes about 9 million tons of sugar a year and it ranks sixth in global production. The U.S. sugar industry receives about $4 billion in annual subsidies in the form of price supports, guaranteed crop loans, tariffs, and regulated imports of foreign sugar. Now, Louisiana's sugarcane industry by itself is worth, can anybody guess? $200 million. Just throw out a number. <laughs> um, five. Five million. Five, five, five. Three billion. Three billion. Yes. Three billion. Yes. Well, I won if it prices right though. It's closer. <laughs> <laughs> so it generates an estimated sixteen thousand four hundred jobs. Wow. Now, in seventeen ninety-five, a New Orleans sugar planter granulated the first sugar crystals in the Louisiana Territory. With the advent of sugar processing locally, sugar plantations exploded up and down the Mississippi River, and French planters and, of course, the experts were the enslaved people. Um, the enslaved expert sugar workers poured into Louisiana's cane industry. Now, according to historian Richard Follett, in 1840, the state ranked third in banking capital behind New York and Massachusetts, the state being Louisiana. Now, the value placed on enslaved people alone represented tens of millions of dollars in capital that financed investments, loans, and business. Much of that investment funneled back into the sugar mills which is considered the most industrialized sector of the southern agriculture. During this time, the number of enslaved labor crews doubled on sugar plantations, and in every sugar parish, black people outnumbered whites. They were the most skilled laborers that were doing the most dangerous agricultural and industrial work throughout the United States. Wow. Now, it's been said that Louisiana led the nation in destroying the lives of black people in the name of economic efficiency. Uh, another historian named Michael Tatman found that Louisiana's sugar parishes had a pattern of deaths exceeding births. Most of the stories of brutality, torture, and premature death have never been told in classroom textbooks or historical museums because, as we all know, um, history has been refined, whitewashed, and romanticized in the mills and factories of Southern folklore. Now, the Whitney Plantation is the only sugar slavery museum in the nation. It's located on the west bank of the Mississippi, and it's home to dozens of once thriving sugar plantations. The museum also sits across the river from the site of the German Coast Uprising, which took place in 1811. Now, as many as 500 sugar rebels joined a liberation army headed toward New Orleans, only to be cut down by federal troops and local militia. About 100 were killed in battle or executed later, many with their heads severed and placed on pikes throughout the region. The revolt has been virtually redacted from the historical record, but not at the Whitney Plantation. Wow. Um, I actually had an opportunity to visit the Whitney Plantation about three years ago. And um, heart-wrenching, to say yeah. the least. Um, you know, I feel like it's one thing to read about a lot of the stuff that took place and just pretty much put in your imagination. But it's another thing to actually physically be in the presence of when a lot of uh, these things... Yeah, you see it. You see of, it yeah. and you feel it yeah. and, you, and you're just overwhelmed and overcome with emotions. Um, he's showing pictures now. That's actually like one of the chambers where they kept the enslaved. Wow. It, I actually stepped in there. It was so hot. It was so disgusting. It was just... Chilling, yeah. Yes. Um, and actually some of the slave quarters and the big house as well. Um, pictures in there. So, the article is very in-depth, eye-opening account of the history and injustices that are still taking place till this day in the sugar industry and specifically in Louisiana. So, wow. It's a lot. Well, I mean... And Queen Sugar touches it, touches on all of it. Yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. false at all. It's definitely a reality. Well, yeah, that's one of the things I've, I, I've, I've 
thought about it. Like, I want to sit and watch Queen Sugar with someone who does that work in Louisiana. Because, you, know, you know, sometimes as an attorney, I'm watching a legal show. I'm like, that's not right. That's right. That's not right. Right. So I, I have a sense they're getting it right, but I always want to sit with someone who's in the business and know if they're getting it right. Yes. Mm. They actually, um, it's two black families currently that are actually out there in the news uh, who talk about, like, the racism that they're en- enduring right now yeah. in terms of trying to keep that family sugar mill alive and thriving in Louisiana. So yeah, it's it's very real what yes what they're experiencing. Absolutely. Wow. Well, um, let's get on to our predictions. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to try to get to Sorry, some God, lighter fare. Yeah, that was good. That's good history though. I felt like we were talking about the sugarcane history. Yeah. I mean, industry this whole time. <laughs> yeah, you know, might as well learn a little bit about it. So, what do you got for us for next season, Thelma? Um, you know, just a couple of things. I think also very much listening to you, Dasher. I just felt like. It really puts things in perspective as well, just in terms of checking privilege in every way, because this is also just speaking specifically about Ralph Angel's father. He's somebody who's going through a lot, you know, and working all these jobs and pretty much killed himself, ran himself to the ground. So there's also a financial aspect to that. But it also coupled with just the reality of just working people and the story of getting there in New Orleans. I don't know. I just felt that was really important to hear. But in terms of, like, next... Thank you. Um, In terms of, like, just specifically next season, I feel like Charlie is definitely hasn't... It's not going to be a situation where she's met her match. I think that, if anything, she's going to reveal very much be an eye-opening moment for, you know, this lady. Because I feel like at the end of the day, sometimes it takes a mirror to kind of see what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, she's still a black woman. So it's like, is she going to start to realize her own identity in front of our faces through this process of like interacting with Charlie so I don't know wow Uh, (laughs) I like that prediction Calvin Calvin and Nova I like where they're going but I'm not sure if they're going to be able to actually get there and sustain Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then even with Charlie I feel like she might play her hands a little bit into that political game that that corrupt political game oh okay Uh, I feel like it's going to be another plot twist with that somewhere and I feel like Charlie might, they might force her hand where she has to. Mm, okay. And uh, Hollywood's going to move forward with his men's clinic. Yeah. And Jimmy Dale is coming back. <laughs> really? You didn't do that? I don't think I see Jimmy Dale again. I think, I think he's coming back. <laughs> the ghost of Jimmy Dale. The way, the way they walked up on that porch, <laughs> took his woman, kicked his groceries. Yeah. Nobody had to kiss, kick the groceries like that. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Dale is coming back. No. Nova opened up that can of worms, and it's going to take a lot more to get rid of him than just maybe. stay away from me. Like, <laughs> not one step closer. That's what Nova well, said. Open up the phone. Uh, nope. Nova's back typing again. I'm a little scared and concerned. Yeah, I'm like, man. Nova, shut the laptop. Yeah. Like, we just need a break. When we heard that voiceover, we're like, she's not typing again. Right. And, and then, and then <laughs> yeah. sure enough, with a big smile on her face, yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh. We just did like, this. Give her a chance. Give her a chance. You know, believe in people. Give them a chance. It took to... us 13 but, weeks to finally, Yeah, you to know, like, forgive you, and then you so back to typing. <laughs> See, she's supposed to give up on her dreams? Are we, wait, wait, wait. Are we to say that she wasn't successful in achieving her goal? No, Ooh. she wasn't. She wasn't. No, no. Definitely. I, I like that question, though. She wasn't successful in TV. You don't think she was successful? So, no. I, I don't know if we have to define what we all think her goal is, though. 
Well, what, what do we what do we define as successful as well? Well, for to me, her goal was to, you know, people are dying because of their secrets. So let's expose the secret and people will live freer from their secrets. Yeah. They will live happier lives. Each and every single one of those people, though the ruckus that happened prior to. I thought, I think, I think they would have gotten to where they got to and without the ruckus and could have been prospering even more. So we see this agreed, and we, we agreed, don't, but we don't see. Agreed, the question. <laughs> no, no. I, I think she ruined it for them. I think she ruined their oh. journey. I think she made their journey difficult and arduous. I think they could have had a different journey that saw them in higher places. Do you think that everyone has forgiven her and it's not going to get thrown back in her face next season? Because, you know, sometimes you can be like, I forgive, well, but, uh, no, no, but you still, you they, really don't. They currently have the spirit of forgiveness. But, of course, if she does something in the same vein, then, you know, naturally we go, but you just did this. Just like we kind of had that whole visceral thing. We saw her typing again. So, you know, if she comes out and is like, hey, but read this first, they might have that same reaction like Nova. But I, I do think they have genuinely forgiven her. I think Ross still's got more work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she admitted, like, I, I know I have to earn your trust back. But, yeah, I think they're they're genuinely forgiving her. But it could come back to bite her if she tries to go down a road similar to that. Right. Um, that's true. I feel like she could achieve this without the book. Just how that journal, saying, yeah. 101, that one on time, and they could expose the family secrets. Uh, so like I'm Dar- not sure Darla, she necessarily Darla achieved relapsed. what she... Darla, I mean, we could, Darla well, could have okay, been open and honest with the family and everyone she needed to be without... Losing her job and relapsing. You know maybe it was an eye opener for Darla as well. You know, Darla in terms of her relapsing. I think everyone. I have to agree. Right. I have to agree to disagree on this one. I, I think mean, that at the end of the day, when the dust settles, in my opinion, only yeah, yeah, yeah. that yes, Nova did achieve her goal, but in the process, she learned that there are other ways and there are other there are better ways to do things. I think that that's that, that's what I would say. I think she wanted to free her family unscathed, and she freed her family, but they're not unscathed, and that's why I don't think she reached her goal. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and and it's still in the court of public opinion. You know, the book is out there, and everyone's still going to have questions. Everyone's still like, oh yeah, of, there's still maybe more fallout. People may still have repercussions as a result of the book, but it looks like the biggest stuff is kind of you know internally, has blown externally. Over, yeah. I feel like no. we don't know how it's going to go, but right. I, I think I think we might see the family get a little famous, and so I'll lead that into my predictions. Is I think there might be the family getting a little famous next year as a result of the book, where people are you know say, I love your story, I love your story. Maybe they want to make it to a movie, and that might be another source of um, tension. Because everything ended so cleanly. There's got to be some tension bubbling up. I do think Hollywood's going to go ahead and start this men's group. So I love the way that's going. And I love seeing him and Vi back on uh, on the same page. You're like, what, what do you got? You got something? I do, but go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> um, and let's see. We've got Ra and Darla. Uh, I I don't know if that... I think it's... Actually, right. I, I think it's going to end well. Just so that last conversation, their conversation was so adult, was so responsible that I think it may end well, but they're going to have some external forces. They're going to deal with, I think, um, the rape issue. I think they're going to deal with this other character. Because, you know, they dropped little nuggets. Saying his name, being very specific about it, I think that character's going to come back up next season. I don't think we see Jim, Jimmy Dale. I think he was embarrassed enough. And, you know, there comes a point where you realize, okay, she won. I, I think he's there, you know? See, that was going to be my prediction adding to that point. Jimmy Dale going to join the men's clinic. Oh. Pop up in there. Okay, okay. He, he needs some healing, too. He needs some healing, too. He needs to talk to somebody. Maybe. I can, maybe. We'll see. No, we'll we'll see. To, I'm over Jimmy Dale. Yeah, I'm over Jimmy Like, we don't want to see Jimmy Dale. We don't. We don't. We don't. But, I mean, it could be plot twists. I mean, even though 
Queen Sugar is based in reality, they still have to keep, you know. Yeah, it could be. We'll see. Going. But you know, if they do it, they will do it in a way that's realistic because they yeah. they they always make that happen. Definitely. Yeah. But with Ralph, uh, Ralph Angel and Darla, you said they're going to have to deal with the, some external forces. They've been well, dealing with external well, forces since the beginning. Well, no, I think they're going. I think that Rabish is going to come back up in terms of maybe trying to find this guy that did it because they were just so specific about naming his name in one of the episodes that I think they were setting that that groundwork for that. Um, it, it, so and there's got to be tension, right? Because right now everyone is left like, oh, I think this is great. So I think there's going to be some tension there. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for my prediction. Wow. Of course, you got Charlie and this whole you know Parker issue. They're going to face off, and I just I don't know which way that that wind's going to blow quite yet. I, I think Parker, Parker might is take the in deep denial. You think she's in denial? What do you mean? I believe. Well, we'll see. We'll see it play what about out. About identity. Well, it, right now, Parker's very much about the bottom line. And yeah, but I want to know no. if that's what she really believes, or is she is that what she's been told to believe? Is this like is this like internalized traditionalism with, in whichever way you were brought, brought up? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I actually agree with you in the way that I think maybe she doesn't identify as black, but she will start to identify get to that identity so I I don't think it's like purposeful I think she's just been raised in a certain way and then maybe through the interaction with Charlie she'll yeah. start to well, see some things I don't think she necessarily <laughs> gets to it but maybe she even comes to it because she, she, doesn't, she doesn't realize it you like, like, how wait, did wait, we get all wait, to this? How, did, how did y'all figure out that she doesn't identify as black or could no, possibly we didn't. no no we're just we're just saying that that could be something that oh she also okay and, and the oh, conversation okay. with Charlie Charlie seemed to indicate like hey this is St. Joe's and it just seemed like Parker was like I don't care about race or color it's about the money about the bottom line yeah. that's what I got from that conversation I, and I think her not seeing it all the race and not even being empathetic towards it yeah. um, means that there's some disconnect there yeah she know? also went to like Spellman she, she, she's pretty aware I yeah. would say so she should be but she it's like there be. seems to be but, a disconnect but did she uh, on Vasa she thinks she went to Spellman right or did she no, know no. for sure did she know for sure oh no she I mean I think she said yeah she said like she I think I heard it. Spellman I'm, I'm assuming she was correct but she didn't yeah. say like okay. with certainty but Spellman and then um, Warren yeah okay Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. But I like Parker's character. I think we're gonna we're I gonna be set up for some explos- explosive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It was just really just intense. This entire episode was just so intense. We were all just like, okay, yeah, what's next? And they're basically like, Charlie, we're not gonna give you all the bomb lines. So Parker, come on in. Let's see what you can do next season. Because they, they, I think they're gonna be That's equals going for be for something. most of the season until we see one of them pull ahead. Next season yeah. is all gonna be about them facing off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. constantly. Yeah, <laughs> it will be fun. Yeah, but I am just want to say I'm proud of you, Micah. You didn't make the right decision. Uh, I will. I'll Definitely say that. And Mike Thank and Kiki. I'm still that jury's still out for me, but I I, I love that he's going to be close to Kiki. He's understanding. He made the right decision. You know, he definitely did. He's going to be close to Kiki, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, so glad you guys joined us. My name is Shaka Smith, guys. We got to wind on down, but you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And my name is Dontara Terrell, and you can find me on all social media at Dontara Terrell. And my name is Thelman Baysway Daniel. Thank you guys for joining us. You can catch me at Instagram at Thelman. We'll see you season five. Bye, guys. Our thank- founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 